0: Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Can you believe it? It's red. Phil, Phil, it's red. Can you believe it? It's red. There's nothing Christmas on. Nothing Christmas on. No snowflakes? No snowmen? No Santa Claus? Can you believe it? Nothing, nothing. Christmas. I should have wrote Merry Christmas on here so that there's something Christmas. I know what's going on. I know what's going on. It's a conspiracy. I know what's going on. You know why this is warm when you touch it? When you touch it? God, it's red because it's satan's blood it's satan's blood I got it. I know it's Satan's blood, you know I got it, I understand I get it now, I get it now. This is Jezebel, this is Jezebel, holy cow, Christians you can you cannot drink out of this, you cannot drink out of this Christian. What do Christians think on display means? Some of them think it's freaking out about things of the culture that there's some big conspiracy that every company doesn't want you to say merry christmas but other other christians think this i'm gonna freak out to you freak out do you think that jesus died for a cop come on man i'm gonna post all over to facebook even though i don't know anybody that really freaked out over a cop i'm gonna post this all over facebook you know what Red, it's the color of Jesus' blood. I know who this is. This is Mary. And the blood is covering all over Mary. Oh. We also think that's what on display means, right? Or that we've got our theology all perfect and right and correct. And that we beat people over the head with truth. Or that we post on Facebook the, our confirmation bias headlines. We don't, we don't fact check. Who needs fact check? But we post the headlines, huh? What? That's not necessary. Fact check. Or 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 we stand in our moral ivory tower because we're perfect and demand that everybody else do the same. What do Christians think on display means? All of that and more, correct? That if you actually just, just just looked at culture and said, what do Christians think on display means, that's what we would show as what on display is. As we've taken a look at in this series, that's not what on display is at all. It started off with knowing Jesus, knowing the creator, knowing the the, the sustainer. Not knowing about Jesus, but knowing Jesus. That's where on display starts. Then we fully identify with Jesus. We fully identify with, with, with who he is, that we are tired of our sin, and that we fully identify with Jesus. And when we fully identify with Jesus, he cancels our sin on the cross. And then and then we become fully dead, that we have died to our former way of life, and that we become fully alive in Christ. And then today we're ending the On Display series, and we're taking a look at fully engaged, fully engaged. When we become on display, we've got to be fully engaged. That we see our life transformed because when, when an extraordinary God intersects with an ordinary life, we cannot stay the same. Something's got to change. And see, in Colossians 3.17, we read this last week, but but this is a transition verse to to conclude the, the previous section and to lead us into the next section. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is fully engaged, right? Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, Christians today, we use the name of the Lord Jesus as a tagline to our prayer, whether it really is in the name of the Lord Jesus or not. What we need to think of when we read name of the Lord Jesus or name of God or name of Jesus is think in the branding of Jesus. See, when we we are hired at one company and we change and go to another company, that second company expects you to be fully engaged with their branding. If you show up to work at company B with company A's shirt, they're not going to think highly on it. They want you to be fully engaged with their branding. Same exact thing with Jesus. giving, uh, uh, Doing everything in the name of Jesus, that's certainly on display, right? That's certainly on display. But the good news is this. This verse we've pulled out the last three weeks, Colossians 3.10, have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. You're being renewed. It's not that Jesus renewed you and you, he expects you to be perfect from here on out. You're being renewed. but, 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 but in the image of the creator. Think about that. Think about that. That's no way, right? That's no way. In the image of the creator, in the image of God, he is renewing us into his image. That is a no way verse. There's no way. This takes us back to Genesis 1 and 2. It takes us back to Genesis 1 and 2. See, Genesis 3 introduced sin into the world god did not curse us in genesis 3 he pronounced the curse that sin is going to do to us in genesis 3. see what we're talking about is going back to a restored life a life in genesis 1 and 2 what would it look like to live life in the garden before some of you get excited and start taking off your clothes that's not what i'm talking about all right Sorry, Paul. Sorry, sorry. I knew you, you saw you back there. Ready? I know, I know. Just, just. What would life look like if we lived in the garden? What would our daily life look like if we lived in the garden? Paul tells us this. Paul tells us this. Utilizes three core relationships that we have in our life to tell us what life would look like. Colossians three eighteen. Wives. Oh boy. Be submissive to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and don't be bitter towards them. Of course, you got wives, submit to your husbands. Look, 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 both verses, right? Both verses. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. What is this doing? This is reversing the curse. This is reversing the curse. In in, in Genesis chapter 3, when God pronounced and said what what the curse of sin was going to do to our life, he told wives, wives, listen. He is going to, his desire is going to be to rule over you, and your desire is going to be to to, to be bitter towards him. To be bitter towards him. What Paul is saying is, hey, look, look, look. Don't undermine his authority. And husbands, don't squash them with your thumb. Love them. We're reversing the curse, the curse of sin on our life. That's what God wants to do in our life. But we're also supposed to read this through the filter of Colossians three twelve through fourteen. Let's ask this question: What if our marriages? What if our marriages put compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing up with one another, forgiveness, and love on display? What if our marriages put those on display? What would it look like? Submission and love, right? It'd look like that. See, this is the brilliance of Paul. He's simple. He doesn't tell us rules to live by. You got, everybody figures this out for their own marriage. But it takes a lifetime to figure this out, doesn't it? Anybody here yet? Anybody? 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 Anybody here yet? Anybody? Perfectly? Anybody? <laughs> Not me. Not any of us, right? And if our marriage is on the rocks, this is hopeful. This is hopeful. This is saying that, that when we hear and follow Jesus, our marriage can come back together and find new life. What if? What if our marriages put these on? What would it look like? We've got a series starting late January. It's going to deal exactly with this don't want to miss it going through the song of solomon i thought that had to do with jesus in the church once you read it you don't want jesus doing some of those things and blowing my garden i don't know what my garden is but i don't want him blowing there all right it's about the love of a man and a woman and how we can have this type of love in our marriage what if our marriage is put this on display paul keeps going children Obey your parents and everything, for this pleases the Lord. Parents, before you get too excited, fathers, parents, do not exasperate your children so they don't become discouraged. You're like, what's exasperate? My mom had told me never to do that. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's provoke. Provoke to wrath or, 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 or discourage them on purpose. Kids obey. Parents don't provoke. What if, what if our families put on compassion or put compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing up with one another, forgiveness, and love on display? What would it look like? It wouldn't look like a rebellion, would it? And it wouldn't look like parents deciding to squash their children this is a lifeline pursuit, right? God is renewing us into his image. Renewing us into his image. This is, this is hopeful. This is freedom. If your if family, if your family is, is, is just going at each other, this is hope in our family that if we hear and follow Jesus, that that, that, that can be smoothed out. But It is something we're constantly pursuing. Look, our, our, our sweet little Noah Sweet in the same way Darth Vader's sweet. I don't know. I mean, this this one morning this week just, you know, pushed all the wrong buttons, right? And, and you know, I had a mount, meltdown before school even started. And he really likes to push the buttons of, you know, you're losing treats, you're losing games. No, I'm not. And you just, just, I'm good. Yeah. Right? I just meltdown and you know, that always affects. Whoever you melt down on, that always affects the other three more than that one for some reason. So we had a quiet drive to school that morning. On, 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 on the way back, that lovely, nice, little, still, little, small voice um, spoke to me. Hey, it doesn't matter what he says. You're in control, aren't you? Yeah? So act like it. Because, parents, who else is going to train your kids in compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing up, forgiveness, and love? Who else is going to do that? Do they come out of the room like this? No. Is their peer group going to teach them this? No. Who's going to teach them this? Has to be us, right? This is discipleship. You got somebody that's out, you need to change them. Those of you who play Fannie foot, 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 Football know, know what I'm talking about. Nobody else is going to teach them this, right? So we've got Students. Students. What if we live like this in our home? Well, it's not cool. Well,. Which is cooler? Freedom? Or living according to the curse? Which is cooler? Paul goes into one more relationship that we have. Slaves obey your human masters in everything. Don't work only while being watched in order to please men, but work wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, do. Do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong he has done, and there is no favoritism. Master, supply your slaves with what is right and fair, since you know that you too have a master in heaven. You're like, ah, master, slave, we don't have that anymore. Well, this was the work relationship that was in Paul's day. And so we can think of this as follower and leader. And most of us, we're both followers and leaders. As followers, we work hard without brown nosing. If you show up to work and you're lazy, you're stealing from your employer. That is not putting Jesus on display. I've heard employers talk about, I don't want to hire Christians. They're lazy and entitled. Shame on us. That's not putting Jesus on display. And then leaders, be fair and just. I've heard heard employees say, I don't want want to work for a Christian uh, 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 boss. Their hand's in the cookie jar all the time. They're treating treating us wrongly. That's not putting Jesus on display either. What if our workplaces, what if just us at our workplace Put on compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing up with one another, forgiveness, and love on display. What if? Wow, well, I'd be walked all over. You know what? Give it time. You'll be the most respected person in your organization. Everybody will come to you. They will. They will. What if we put this on display in our workplaces? What if? See, when, when, when an extraordinary God intersects with our ordinary life, we cannot stay the same. We have to put Him on display if He's really living in us. Not in perfection, but in ever-increasing growing as we grow in knowing Jesus. See, none of this has to do with hot-button topics. None of this has to do with theology. None of this has to do with, with, with losing our minds. It has to do with how do we live in our everyday life when we go out of here. How do we interact in our marriage? How do we interact in our family? How do we interact in our, in our workplace? See, we can, lose, we can lose the basic idea of who we're supposed to be as followers of Jesus by focusing on one more Bible study. So we want to know. We want to know, we want to know, we want to know. Do you know Jesus? Instead of about Jesus. This leaves us with a couple of questions. How are we going to do this? I mean, this is the image of the Creator. How will we as unholy people live on display for a holy God? And why? While this is simple, while, while I don't have to go into the Greek about submission, you know what the Greek means? Submission. Okay? I don't have to go into a deep word study about any of this. We get it, it's simple. But it's hard work. Why would we go to the trouble? Paul answers both questions Devote yourselves to prayer. Colossians 4 2. Devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving at the same time pray also for us paul and his 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 traveling partners that god may open a door for us to us for the message to speak the mystery of the messiah for which i am in prison so that i may reveal it as i'm required to speak we'll talk more about prayer later in our discipleship challenge but prayer is the how right god wants us to be in over our heads God will never give me anything I cannot handle. That was not in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible. If you quote that to people, you're not quoting the Bible. He wants us to live over our heads. Why? So that we can need Him. To be on display for a holy God? That's in over our heads, right? We have to pray to live that type of life. But then, but then he goes into this and says, Why? Why do this? Act wisely towards outsiders or non-fans, making the most of the time. Your speech should always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how you should answer each person. Why? It is the desire of every person's heart to go back to Genesis 1 and 2. They may not know it, they may not be able to verbalize it like that, but it is in every person's heart to go back to Genesis 1 or 2. The one percenters. What are they saying? Deep down inside, we want bosses that will treat us justly and fairly. Without getting into politics, without getting into craziness, if you boil it down, what are they saying? We want bosses that act justly and fairly. What are they saying? We want to go back to a Genesis 1 and 2 world. Every heart desires this. When you hear couples arguing and you see their marriage on the rocks, why are they arguing? Because of the effect of the curse of sin. Will we give them hope? Paul says walk wisely. All of what we just described is walking wisely with them. Paul said, make the most of your time. Really what the idea is buy up opportunities like cheap stock. Buy up the opportunities you have in your life to, to, to tell people about the hope like cheap stock. Talk graciously. What is graciously? Anything opposite of anything any Christian says on Facebook. Right? Don't have to define that any farther. Talk graciously. Talk graciously. and seasoned with salt. This isn't to burn a wound. That's not what that means. Speak with flavor. Speak in a way that's thought-provoking. See, if we're taking people back to Genesis 1 and 2, it's thought-provoking. makes people think what life would be like if there was no sin. See, another passage, another guy... Peter, that walked with Jesus, he, he wrote, always be ready to give a defense. Now, we often hear this evangelism or apologetics class. But it, he doesn't say, always be ready to give a defense of the truth. That's not what he says. He says, always be ready to give a defense of the hope that you have. Hope. Hope defined is certainty Certainty that your future will be better than your past or your present. And in order to live a Genesis one and two life, we have, to, we have to be certain that our future is better by submitting to our husbands and loving our wives, by obeying our parents and, and, and not, not discouraging our kids. That it's that it is my future is certainly better if I if I if I work hard without brown nosing, and if I treat my my, my followers with, with with respect and justice. Because the short term, it's not better. But it is hope that says, I am living this way because in the long term, my life will be better. And when people are like, why do you treat your husband and your wife uh, uh, unlike anybody else I see? I say, because of the hope that I have. That my life will get better because I, 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 I see how Jesus wants me to live. And the hope then uh, uh, filters into other people. And we can see marriages restored, businesses turned around, families love each other. All because of our influence, our influence in in their life, the influence of Genesis 1 and 2 in people's lives. Action today? Live a life that reverses the curse. Live a life that's on display, that reverses the curse, and leads into our prayer work. Jesus, where do I need to be more on display? Where do I need to be more on display? Because remember, we are being renewed. It's a continual process. Do we really want to be on display so that we can give hope to people that have no hope? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day and I just thank you for this time. I pray, Lord, that we can give hope to people. That they can see that, that, that... Our life isn't different because we have our theology figured out or that we have all the morals figured out or anything like that. But our life is different because you have intersected it and you have made it different. Help us, Lord. Let us see you make a difference in our life so that we can be on display. Lord, speak to us where it needs to be different. Speak to us where we need to change, where you need more access into that room of our life so that we can change. So that you can impact other people because we're on display. Put your name there, I pray. Amen. I'm going to stand with us if you need to talk with somebody, pray with somebody. We're here to, to help you pray through areas that, that you need hope in, that you need, need change in, transformation in. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. We're here to help. As the band plays and we worship, worship the one that wants to put you on display.